all the time wasting no way. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of The Why Behind You. And I know I've taken a few weeks off, and I, as always, want to thank everyone for you know your patience, but also um, with the content that's already been posted, just you know, going back and listening to some of those episodes, but also just really reflecting on you. And as I said, the whole purpose of the conversations that we have are around understanding the why behind you, whether it be personally or professionally. But, you know, this week I want to jump into uh, the topics of uh, centered really around two key areas. One, self-discipline. And then number two, consistency. You know, one of the hardest things to do in everyday life is to maintain discipline. I mean, let's think about it. Uh, maintaining that discipline and how we drive our actions and our behaviors and working towards our desired goal. You know, one of the many reasons, and I think we can all attest to this, that this is a very hard and a very big challenge is because in every single aspect of our daily lives, um, we're riddled with constant distractions. I mean, let's think about it. How often do we randomly daydream in any given day, um, even if it's only for a short minute right, or a short moment in time, and then carry that on to thinking about how often we do it throughout that day? I can tell you personally, I do it a lot. You know, If I need a, a quick break or something may distract me, I may have a thought about something that I was working on the other day. And next thing you know, that happens several times throughout the day. And then, hey, I've lost a bit of time. I've lost a bit of focus. And so you think about the number of phone notifications we get. Our phones are always dinging. You know, even when we wake up in the morning, I mean, we first thing that I do is I grab my phone, right? One, my alarm is set on my phone. But number two, I'm sitting there wondering, hey, what emails have come through overnight or what uh, notifications do I have? Right. You know, and for me, it's important that I just I go through and just kind of scroll because I want to see. Is there something important that I need to respond to or something I, I missed, which more times than not, probably nine times out of 10, it's not. You know, how often do we take a mental break and check our social media feeds? You know, I've said this before that the evolution of screen time on the iPhone has opened my eyes to the insane amount of time that I personally invest in this less than productive area of my life. It's crazy. You know, I almost don't want to look at it sometimes, but you know, someone may share a funny video clip from Instagram or TikTok, and the next thing you know, I'm over here scrolling, just looking at that, and then I scroll at something else, and oh, here's something else. And before I know it, an hour has passed, right? You know, we look at how crazy things are in our day-to-day -day right now with world events and local events happening, and how often are we, you know, randomly checking for news updates, you know, only to realize yet another hour has passed. And if you're anything like me, constantly stopping to check emails and text messages. I mean, we're all working in a fast-paced society. And yes, we, we've all experienced the, the effects of last year. However, as things are, you know, work didn't stop. As things are picking back up, we're constantly in a state of mind where everything is virtual. Everything is coming through electronically. Everything is, is, is just, you know, pinging you back and forth. And how often are we actually stopping to check those things? You know, it becomes ritual, to be honest with you. So, you know, if you think about also 
the number of distractions we encounter every day, you know, many of them become a huge part of our normal routines, right? You know, we don't even think about it, it becomes second nature. And we don't realize to how those little distractions are, may seem so small, but they're tripping, chipping away at our ability to truly be focused and disciplined. You know, it was noted in a 2010 Harvard study that the average person, okay, we're thinking about the average person on an average day, the average person's mind wanders 47% of the time. That means that almost half of the time that you're working on one thing, you're potentially thinking about something else as well. Now, it may not be consistent thought about something else, but it's an intermittent thought, right? You know, and I often say, and I think to myself, which I might be overstating, but I feel like I can multitask with some of the best. But in reality, when we're focused on more than one thing at a time, are we really hyper-focused on anything? Think about that for a second. Ask yourself, right? So it begs the question, are we being as efficient and as effective as we could be? And in most cases, the answer is probably not. Now, that doesn't mean that we aren't effective at all, but it's about maximizing that efficiency and that effectiveness. Okay? So, it makes me think about the concept, too, of how, you know, we think about being a jack-of-all-trades sometimes because we're doing so many different things. But, as they always say, you could be the jack-of-all-trades, but in the end, you end up being the master of none. So the point of that statement isn't to say that we'll never master our individual crafts if we aren't disciplined and solely focused on it. The point is that it may take more effort. It may take more attempts and a longer time frame to master that craft because our focus is spread thin. And that's not to say that we can't recenter and refocus, but we have to give and pay homage to the fact that it takes a lot of self-discipline in order to maintain a high level of focus and a high level of concentration. You know, 5th century Athenian philosopher Plato once said, the first and best victory is to conquer self. Think about that. We'll not be able to evolve into our best selves until we master our own self. Okay. And it's not so much about being able to master yourself or master a portion of yourself or a craft of yourself in a short amount of time or at once. It's about being able to sustain that. And that's a really hard task to accomplish because it takes constant, constant, constant focus. All right. Only you and you alone can do that. Because you know what you need or what you want to improve. You have to accept accountability for starting that process. You have to accept accountability for maintaining that process. And the bottom line is you control yourself and therefore you control your self-discipline. But I've been talking about self-discipline. I keep saying the phrase or keep saying the term, but what is self-discipline? And more importantly, why does it matter, All right? This is something, and, and I, I, I've really focused a lot more on getting very much more personal with 
with you all about me and how all these topics that we discuss actually trickle over into how it affects me and how I've you know uh, addressed these things. And I'm just an end of one, right? But I, I want everyone to take a step back and figure out not only how this has impacted you in the past or how you've addressed it or approached it, but also how do you how have you evolved, right? Because I think that's a very important aspect of our learning, of our development individually, is not only recognizing and understanding how we have done things in the past or how we've approached things in the past, but we also have to understand how we learned from them. How did we adapt? And that gives us a little bit foresight into how we need to navigate moving forward. But as we think about self-discipline by definition and why it matters, second part, right? So by definition, it's the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it, right? And why do we often abandon things? Why do we often say, hey, I'll tap out or I'll take a pause or a break? It's because things get a little tough or maybe we get a little bit more fatigued, whether it's mentally or physically. However, we have that temptation and that doubt seep in. All right. So if you look at Merriam-Webster, says that self-discipline is the correction or regulation of oneself for the sake of improvement. But I always like to dig a little bit deeper and say, okay, yeah, for the sake of improvement, but what gets us off path or what derails us a lot of times? And we'll talk about a few things a little bit later and actually we'll come down to one phrase, you'll get it, but we'll get into that in a second. So in the last episode, we discussed the impact or influence of pressure on our individual beings, right? And that pressure, if allowed, can introduce unwanted distractions, negative motivation, and it could lead to inconsistent behaviors and actions causing us to lose focus. But if you think about what I just mentioned in one area of the temptation to abandon our focus or abandon our goal, a lot of times when that pressure sets in and we feel it becomes quite unbearable, you know what, if we're rooted in a very strong foundation of self-discipline, then we're able to push through that pressure. And I can tell you from personal experience, pressure is constant every day. We all know it, our pressures are different, but every single day that pressure is constant. And I'd be the first to tell you that it's okay when you feel or have that feeling of let me just stop. It's easier if I just give in. That's okay to have that thought or that feeling because it's natural. It's innate. But what's not okay is to give up and to give in without trying. That's what's not okay. And it's your ability to focus on pushing through. It's your ability to have the self-discipline to maintain and endure no matter how hard it gets, you have to continue to push forward. All right. So as I said, <clears throat> that pressure, if allowed, can introduce unwanted distractions, negative motivations, can lead to inconsistent behaviors. It's a pressure that is going to continue to push you to the brink. It could cause you to lose focus. But you guessed it, right? This loss of focus, as I just said a few seconds ago, could lead to you losing your self-discipline. 
and that will lead to you not accomplishing your goals. And you don't want to be the person looking in the rearview mirror saying, I wish I would have. If I'd only stuck with it a little bit longer, I could have done this. Or maybe it would have come out this way. Or what if? You never want to have that regret. Okay? Now, I was reading an article in, um, that was published in August of 2020 by former Navy SEAL and founder and CEO of the Taking Point Leadership, Ben Gleason. And uh, he contributed in this article, uh, it, was in, it was in a Forbes edition, uh, titled Eight Powerful Ways to Cultivate Extreme Self-Discipline. And he noted that studies show people with great self-discipline are generally happier because with discipline and self-control, we're able to accomplish more of the goals we, are truly, we truly care about. All right? But you have to train yourself to be self-disciplined. You have to train yourself to endure. You have to train yourself to know that you are better and you can do better and you can do more. Right? And he states it, and, and this was this this resonated so well that self-discipline is the bridge between goals defined and goals accomplished. We think about people that are ultra successful and they do it over and over and over. But it doesn't just happen by chance. It doesn't just happen because they woke up that morning and they took a few breaths and a few steps. No, they endured a lot of setbacks. They endured a lot of strain, a lot of pressure, a lot of pain in order to get to the level of, of performance that they were at, regardless of whether it's an athletic performance, a professional corporate America performance, or just a regular everyday individual performance. It's the small things done very well done very consistently over time and time and time again that leads to your ability to have consistent success and consistent performance. That discipline offers each of us a guideline to set rules to live by that help us to be more structured and productive. An article in June 2013 in uh, EliteDaily.com, they talked about two different types of discipline, internal and external. And if we think about it, internal discipline is your self-restraint, your ability to differentiate right from wrong, right? And an external discipline, in contrast, is according to societal norms, such as the ability to follow the law, right? Two totally different things. But what's more important in this argument, as we talked about it, is, is that real, really that internal discipline. The article goes on to stress the point that it's not sufficient enough to possess great qualities. We need the ability to manage them. And how do we manage those qualities? It's through self-discipline, self-accountability, self-responsibility. That's where it's key. Self-discipline applied in the right way allows us to form habits, and it's those specific habits that lead to greater consistency. And it's that consistency in proper behaviors that allows us to shift from average to good or either good to great. 
And it's not going to be an easy road travel. It's not. You know, we've all heard of the um, of the successful leader and mentor and coach John C. Maxwell. And he once said, and I quote, small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. But that is another key is having the patience and the endurance to manage this over time. It's not going to come overnight. You know, I think about uh, I'm a big workout fanatic. I, you guys have heard me say that before. And I think about all these different fads of let's lose uh, lose weight here, lose this in 30 days and do this and do that. And one thing that's very interesting and that I've come to realize just in my experience, but also just seeing over time, reading different studies, different articles, but just being a personal experiment myself on myself is the fact that the faster you lose it, the faster it's going to come back. Right. But it's when you actually put in the effort and the work and the time and you endure the strain, you're enduring the, the, the pressure and you do it the right way. And you have small increments that are continued over time, over time, over time. That's where you see a sustainable end result. It's the same thing with anything that we put ourselves to or we try to try to accomplish. If you get it ultra quick with very little work, very little effort, you're probably going to lose it in the same fashion. This is where consistency is absolutely critical and leads to the fork in the road that we all face. This is the crossroads in life where success and failure face off. You know, the act of being consistent, which is the second topic we said we'd talk about, like first self-discipline, right? Now we talk about that consistency. The act of being consistent requires a level of self-discipline that a select few are able to master. Consistency requires a level of personal responsibility that is often threatening to some. There are a lot of people that want the accolades. They want the success. They want all the notoriety, but they're not really comfortable with the strain that it takes to endure to get there. They don't want that pressure of, man, if I don't succeed, if I fail, what do I do? They don't want that. You be the select few. You be the person or the individual that will continuously put yourself in a mental frame and state of mind that will allow you to endure anything that you encounter. Because guess what? You can and you will. Don't let society's norms define you. Don't let the pressures of people that don't matter to you drive you. You shouldn't do that. But, you know, I think about it sometimes. Hey, why do we often feel a sense of uncertainty as we are working towards goals that we're trying to accomplish? Think about an everyday role model or a leader you look up to and how it seems like they just exude confidence that they they just seem like it comes so easy to them. And as we talked about earlier, why is that? Because they've been through the trenches. They've gone through the setbacks. They've gone through the points of discouragement and failure. And it built them stronger. As I said, it's not always about 
just the journey. It's about your ability to look back on every experience that you've had, every hurdle and every success that you've navigated through and how have you learned from it? How have you evolved and become a better you? You know, I look at some of my mentors and I, I know and see for a fact they weren't always the person that they are today. And I saw the journey. That's why I have such a great respect for it. I can tell you, I wasn't always the person I am today. I wasn't always confident to be able to stand in front of a group of people and talk or present. I wasn't always super confident in my ability to accomplish a goal or task. I wasn't always an outgoing, um, you know, and I will call it extrovert type of person. I was very shy as a kid. I was very shy as, uh, as a young adult, you know, wondering, hey, why does my voice matter? And, and that's okay because we all have those moments. We all have that, that and, and even if you aren't the extrovert outgoing, you know, everybody has to know who you are and you feel ultra comfortable talking in groups of people, you don't have to be that person. Be who you are, right? But that's it at the end of the day. Be who you are. You know, I used to sit here and think, and I said this earlier in, in, uh, in the very beginnings of the first few episodes of the podcast of wondering why someone would want to listen to me. And then I come to, to the realization that, you know what? There's probably someone out there that just wants to hear another perspective. And even if zero people listen to the podcast, you know what? It was something else fulfilling to me. But I hope that someone actually gets something out of it. You know, the other aspect of this is, um, you know, I think about how competitive we are in a lot of ways as individuals. Some people will say, well, I'm not competitive. I'm not a competitive person at all. I just I do what I do. But we're all competitive in some way, shape or fashion. Some of us are ultra competitive. Others we're competing against ourselves, whatever that is for you, make it yours, right? But I think that one of the turning points for me as an individual and my ability to build confidence, my ability to, to, to carry myself the way that I do is the fact that when I stopped trying to meet all of the expectations and desires of others, and my focus was solely on being Jason. And if someone doesn't accept that, then that's not my challenge or my concern. That is them. And if I remain true to myself and true to who I am, then at the end of the day, that's where my level of consistency will never falter. You know, I eventually realized that the most important thing that you can ever remember is that you're never going to be the smartest, all right? You're never going to be the best at everything. You will never win all the time. But what you can do is play to your strengths and know your areas of development. It's that level of clarity that allows you to position yourself to navigate it in the situations that will align with your strengths. That's when you're able to deliver consistency that results in sustainable performance and success or sustainable behaviors. 
that lead to your success. Those are some of the things that you see that some of the greatest athletes of all time have had. The Jordans, the Ali's, the Phelps, you know, all those individuals. They didn't become the best or the greatest by chance. They became the greatest because of their strict self-discipline to sharpen their skills to master their craft. And the consistency of training every single day until it became second nature. That was the key. And so you may not be an athlete. You may not be in a professional setting yet. Whatever it is. But it's the consistency of doing the small things every day, day in, day out, that are going to get you to where you want to go. You know, we often fall short of maintaining consistency because, and I said I was going to allude to this earlier, but we lack patience. Or we become misguided in our expectations to achieve, uh, achieve a desired result. But patience is a big thing. I've become impatient in, in, in many situations before, still do, and will continue to, but it's about keeping myself in check, keeping yourself in check and understanding that having the self-discipline and allowing that to be fueled by consistency, that's where the change really starts to, uh, to happen. That's where things begin. And we have to remember consistency leads to better predictability better accountability it builds trust and as an end result or i wouldn't say end but another result is a stronger building of you as an individual of your brand you know if you the couple together self-discipline and consistency it's the act of owning that responsibility at least to the predictable outcomes in everything that we do and the domino effect of that predictability does nothing but fuel your confidence. So practice the art of not only having self-discipline, but the consistency of maintaining that self-discipline. And you will realize the fruits of your sacrifices in the end. It'll be so sweet. You are in control of every aspect of your journey. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the whybehindyou.org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why behind you.